This NFL Week 5 recap and Week 7 look-ahead lines edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag those tickets without stress. Use the promo code SGPN on your first purchase up to save $20. Download the Game Time app and promo code SGPN. Also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has what you need to do with Pick'em Scorchers while you can win up to 100 times what you put in. That's right. Turn five into 500 plus every NFL Sunday. They're giving away $100,000. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit up to $500. And last but not least, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for player parlays, player props, game lines, Download the Hall of Fame Bets app, hofbets.com, and use the promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome, everybody, back to the NFL Gambling Podcast. It's part of, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Week five's in the books, almost. We got one more Monday Night Football. Those cheeseheads are heading out to that spaceship in Viva Las Vegas. I know J-Mark's favorite team. J-Mark is rooting for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders tonight. But if you're wondering who you're listening to, I am uh, Moneyline Mac and join each and every episode, whether it, we're previewing the morning games or recapping the action that was in the National Football League. He is J-Mark Football, a.k.a. Old Fashioned Football. J-Mark, first off, love the new hat, and how are you doing, brother? Thank you, sir. Make sure you go to the Sports Gambling Podcast store, get yourself one. I'm doing good. Got the day off for whatever you want to call it, Columbus Day, Indigenous People Day. Um, Either one, got the day off. Uh, I know we texted earlier. I said I feel like I'm working more than when I'm actually at work, but that's all right. It, I mean, it, it, it's nice outside. It's nice fall weather. So I'm doing good. This feels like football weather. Oh, you know, that air's getting a little brisk. I, I love it. It's got a little sharpness to it. Games are starting to get colder. None of this freaking 80 degrees, 90 degrees bullshit. Uh, also, this is the first time that we have done a show since uh, Thursday night's beatdown in the nation's capital. Uh, we'll go right. Yeah, let's go right. Yeah, you got to flash that fucking score. You got. We'll go right into it. Uh, J Mark, I kind of. First of all, anybody that bet the Redskins minus six, minus seven, and are tweeting at me, I told you not to bet them. You do not lay a <laughs> touchdown with Riverboat Sleepy Ron Rivera. So don't blame me. I told you not to ever bet them. I told you not to bet them against Cardinals, against the Bears. I think I've undefeated uh, on Skins games this year. I think I got my team yeah. figured out. Uh, J. Mark, though, the floor is yours. Congrats on victory number one. The Bears kicked their ass on Dick Buckus night. They did, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Buckus. Um, I'll tell you what, I the the offense looked awake against the Broncos, so that didn't – I mean, it looked good. It impressed me. I was happy about it. But what really stood out to me was the ability to keep Justin Fields upright. I mean, that's a pretty fierce front seven. And I thought the Bears did a really good job of limiting sacks, limiting the pressure. Uh, that really impressed me. If they can keep that going forward, I, I don't know if it was the return of Tevin Jenkins that did it, but something clicked. And if they can keep that going forward and keep scoring like this, like they have the past two games, they might actually be able to string some wins together. Yeah, it, it, you mentioned it. Like They were up 28-7 on Denver the week before, a game that they really should have won. They gave that game away with turnovers, the fourth down conversion that they didn't get. Um, unfortunately there's two sides to this, the, the bears, awesome win, uh, much needed win. They, they were long overdue the other side, my side, man, Ron Rivera. I like, I know, I know I joke about don't lay points at them. How the hell are you down 27 to three at half to the Chicago bears? Like I understand coming out a little bit flat cause you're coming off the emotional Philly game in overtime where I guess. The guys were too tired after that game. Well, apparently they were too tired to play at all on Thursday night because that was a joke of a performance. It, 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 it's it's a continuation of 
an up and down Ron Rivera uh, experience. I mean, he clearly did not have them ready to play. Jack Del Rio, I'm a big Jack Del Rio guy. His defense was awful. Um, weren't ready to play. Looked like they didn't prepare at all for fields. And I thought the enemy's game plan was dog shit as well. Um, out of the gate, they couldn't protect for Hal once again. So, like you said, two sides to it. Uh, the Bears are in the win column, one and four. They got the Vikings on deck. We talked about it before the show. It's an interesting spot with Jefferson uh, potentially out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you said it. We should be two and three right now. We should have beat the at Broncos yeah. and sitting at a good spot going into a Vikings game who could be without their star receiver. So that's unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, hopefully they can continue to build on this. Even the defense looked feisty for having so many people out. Uh, maybe that was a little more the commanders being a little sleepy to start, but I'll be honest. I did lay just a tiny bit on the commander's money line at half because I know my bears team. <laughs> and as soon as the commanders came out and scored a touchdown, I'm like, okay, here we go back to the same old shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, and for the skins, uh, Sam Howell did look good. I mean, the second half, I, I like what I'm starting to see from him in terms of he, he's got a little bit of Heineke in him, a little bit of dog competes his tail off. Just uh, that offensive line's bad. I mean, the Bears were in yep. the backfield all night. Uh, the Bills sacked him about 10 times. Skins go to the ATL. It will unfortunately not be a Taylor Heineke game, I guess. Desmond Ritter did save his job this week. So, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I kind of like Ron on, on Sunday. They will be a close-drive special, underperforming the spread by three touchdowns. They will be catching points in Atlanta. Ron has always had success against the Falcons. So, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll be zigzagging back to my team on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, beyond disappointing game. Yeah, I mean, this team, you bet them as a dog, you don't bet them as a favorite, right? Correct. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're, honestly, like shit franchises that, that aren't used to maintaining success, that's kind of the, the MO that I like to yeah. do. If I yeah. see them laying points, I'm like, no, you're not allowed to lay points. It's an automatic <laughs> fade. So uh, the only team that's kind of like putting a little bit of a knife into my system is, is the Lions. And we'll touch we'll, – we'll get to them in a minute because they're rolling – uh, yeah. let's go to the, let's go, uh, let's go to the international game. Um, hello, upset, uh, Jaguars get it done on the money line, two and oh, London trip bills. This, we just talked about Washington sleepwalking into that game. The bills were fucking asleep at the wheel. I get it that they, they did get screwed on the scheduling spot. I mean, the fact that Jacksonville or I guess the London Jags is what we'll start calling them was able to play two straight games there. I think that kind of was bullshit on the NFL's part. That is a complete uh, advantage, competitive advantage. I mean, for a team that's got to fly 10 hours versus the other team that just gets to stay out there. But I think that they really want to move the Jags there, and that's why they did it. So what was your takeaway from this? Trevor Lawrence, man, he's, he's quietly playing better again. Yeah, I mean, the Jags looked good. They got the run going. I mean, they got ETN going as well. Um you were on the right side of this one. You called the Jags. I thought the Bills were gonna were gonna get them, but uh, yeah, the as Nick's saying in the chat, they were jet lagged, and yes. you could tell they just started too slow. They started coming on at the end there, but it was too little, too late. And, and unfortunately, so Von Miller did return for the Bills, but this was not a good day for the Bills. I know the last thing that was uh, they need to worry about is losing the game. I mean, you never want to lose a game, but they're also losing guys left and right off that defense right now. I mean, Matt yeah. Milano, um, he's done for the year. I guess he had a fractured leg. That that did not look good. Uh, Tredavious White also placed on injury reserve. So all of a sudden, these Buffalo Bills, kind of like last year, are banged up on the defensive side of things. And it's a shame because I really like this Bills team. I know that they were dog shit yesterday, but we saw them at their best. They're arguably the best team in the league. Um, but what do you, I mean, what do you make of these bills going forward with these defensive injuries? We kind of saw this last year and, and that, that was kind of why they kind of hit a wall in the second half. I thought, yeah, they're going to have to make up. Those are some huge losses, especially Milano. Um, yeah. and Von Miller didn't finish the game. I never caught if he re-aggravated something or if maybe yeah. it was just on a pitch count, but, uh, I know I saw him on the sidelines there and they said that he wouldn't finish. So, um, that's also something to keep an eye out because I think, I mean, it, last year they were a much different defense when he was in the game. Oh, they 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 were unbelievable when he was there versus not. Uh, from here, both these teams come back to the States. Jaguars will play for first place on Sunday against 
the surging Indianapolis Colts. That game will be uh, in Jacksonville. They played in week one where the Jaguars were able to pull away late with the late touchdown. Minshew is going to get the start in a uh, return game to Jacksonville. On the other side, Buffalo has the Brian Dayball Bowl uh, where the Giants are going to come to town. And uh, Bills are laying a big number, let's just say that, to start start previewing that one. Yeah, laying a big number rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Giants are a train wreck. We'll touch on them. On the other side, but first we'll talk about Game time. I, I don't know if you guys saw Sean stacking the money. Green was at the Eagles Rams game. I mean, I mean, was that game at Lincoln Financial Field or was that at the Rams Stadium? I couldn't fucking tell. They might as well play that damn thing in Philly because uh, all those Philly fans, all the crazy, annoying ass, drunk Philly fans, got over there by buying your tickets uh, for their favorite events because it's not stressful. Game time is the fastest, easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Killer last-minute deals, uh, lowest price guaranteed. And, of course, you know what they do. They give you a flash of where you're going to be sitting so you don't have obstructed view. The only obstruction yesterday is if you're a Rams fan and you look 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 around and all you see is Philly Green in that stadium. So get over there to game time. Get exclusive flash deals on uh, tickets for football, baseball, basketball, concerts, and more. Game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference guaranteed. Get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly where you are when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, boom, right to your email, and you're done. So you're not scanning through there for all the spam email. Uh, terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code SGPN, $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Hall of Fame Bets is a proud sponsor of the NFL Gambling Podcast. Win bigger by betting smarter in the NFL season. The sports betting analytic platform for parlay player props, uh, game lines, and much more. They got NFL, NBA, MLB, and even soccer. I don't know what they're going to break down in soccer, how to score two goals, and you're 95% of the time you're going to win, but they got it over there. And they're a parlay. Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary code tool to break down each leg so that you know which legs are better than others? Sort all player hit rates, any bet, uh, and determine which one has the best value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching Hall of Fame bets to craft an intelligent data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets, HOFbets.com, promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty, back on the NFL Gambling Podcast, recapping week five of the National Football League. Woo, this game was a hell of a game. Um, depends what number you got it at. Because if, if you're like me and you had the Falcons minus one and a half, well, you're, you're, you're cashing, you're having a cold one, feeling good about yourself. But if you waited till kickoff at two, two and a half, hell, you might have got Houston at two and a half and you would have won. So great game. Uh, coup comes through at the end for the Atlanta Falcons. Desmond Ritter's best game by far in his career, I think. Uh, what was your takeaway in these two uh, it, what did Cam Kerr say? Frisky teams? Is that the right term? <laughs> I think so. Uh, yeah, this, unfortunately, I mean, my dog was Colts, Texans parlayed together. This one should have ah, hit. Yes. The Texans look like, I know they couldn't stop Ritter from passing ball, the ball, but they look like the better team. And uh, I really think they were throwing after Tank Dell left and uh, with that injury. They were looking pretty decent. Then he gets injured. I believe it was a concussion. And that kind of threw things off. I mean, that's nothing against Nico Collins or Robert Woods, but I feel like that connection that uh, Stroud has built with Tank Dell was missed. So um, definitely think the Texans should have won this one, though. They shouldn't have let the Falcons climb back and get that last field goal. Still a good game. It was fun to watch. Low scoring, nice back-and-forth game. I mean, Colby would have loved it, right? Maybe too many points for Colby, but it was close. He would have loved it other than it's in a filthy dome. But other than that, he would have loved it. Uh, yeah, Nick Fortune in the chat. Hello, Kyle Pitts. Welcome to the National Football League. Uh, 11 targets, 7 catches, 87 yards. Drake London was good. This was, hey, this was a competitive game. I like both of these teams. They both play hard, well-coached, disciplined. It kind of went the way we thought it would go. We thought it would come down to the wire with these two teams. There was no way either of these two teams were going to blow each other out. Right. Uh, CJ Stroud continues. I, I'm impressed by him, man. How about you? Oh, absolutely. Um, just making great decisions. Obviously, he hasn't turned the ball over, but 
even so, he's just he's playing like a veteran, knowing what you need to do to not lose the game. Um, like I said, they should have won this. This wasn't on him. But, yeah, he's been very impressive. Told you he should have been the number one pick. Shouldn't have been Bryce yeah. Young. Uh, oh, God. I, we'll talk about Bryce Young here in a minute. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 you were all over that, and, and you are looking like a prophet right now, especially with Richardson. He gets hurt every five minutes. So, yeah. Uh, both these two teams, Atlanta goes to three and two on the year, three and oh at home. Uh, they're getting ready to go to three and three next week when old Riverboat Ron comes into town. Just kidding. But uh, I'll be on the skins. Uh, so, yeah, they got the skins coming to town. And then for the Texans, back to H-Town, home of Moon off Manji. They'll give the machine a follow. Uh, they got the New Orleans Saints coming to town, coming off that big road win. So that'll be an interesting game. Uh, kind of Saints-Texans. Kind of feel like it's going to play out just like this one. Close game, two evenly matched teams. Yeah, agreed. Especially Saints coming off such a big win that we'll get to in a little bit here. I don't think they're going to put up the kind of offensive points that they did this week. Yeah, completely agree. All righty. Well, that will do it for Texans. Falcons moving along. Next up, we just talked about Bryce Young. You know what's crazy, man? So I had the Panthers plus 10. I felt like they actually moved the ball, and if they just had not turned it over about three, four times, this would have had a shot, but they turned it over. I mean, you look at the box yeah. score, even in yardage, uh, Panthers ran more plays. They just lose the turnover battle, 3 nothing. Bryce Young, man, the more I watch him, man, he just gets swallowed up with all the size. Got to give the Lions credit, man. Uh, they were shorthanded, multiple injuries, including Armand St. Brown, guys in the secondary on the defensive side. Lions continue to roll along 4-1 and one overall, 4-1 and one ATS. What's your takeaway from this one? Fuck the line. No, um, I, <laughs> I, I, I did think they uh, they did well without having St. Brown there. Um, Got to love former Iowa tight end Sam Laporta. Yes. He has been big. He's been one of the most consistent tight ends in the league so far this year. It's been really impressive. I, I had a feeling he was going to be good, but I didn't think he was going to hit the stride this rookie year like this. So shout out to the tight end university, Iowa Hawkeyes. But um, no, I, they, they look good. Their defense looks good. And uh, they're going to be hard to stop. If their offense can keep moving the ball like this, the defense can limit opportunities for opponents. They're going to be a hard team to beat. Yeah, no, and so let me ask you this back to you. Um, let's say let's say the Packers don't win tonight. I, I know you're going to say, oh, they're definitely not winning. That would put them at two and three if they don't win tonight. If they do win, they're three and two. Lions sitting at four and one. You got the Vikings at one and four. You got the Bears at one and four. Is anybody going to challenge the Lions in this division, you think? Oh, we're starting now. Um, <laughs> you spotted the Bears, them four games, right? <laughs> that's right. We wanted to make it interesting. No, I, I do yeah. like the Bears schedule coming up. Um, I was trying to remember. I had it written down, and then I forgot my paper in the other room. Oh, they got Vikings, and they have Raiders. They have a Chargers game that I think they could probably catch the Chargers sleeping. And uh, then they'll f- face the Saints and then the Panthers. And then I think it's, yeah, then the Lions. So I think they Ooh. the Bears, if they could play like they did Thursday night, they could go on a bit of a run here. And then that Bears-Lions game suddenly is much more interesting. So what you're saying is you're going 12-5 and five and your one loss is going to be Week 18 when you're resting your starters because you got the division wrapped up, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's exactly how we drew it up to begin with. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, you got to spot, spot in three games. You make, it, make it entertaining. Make it interesting. Uh J. J. Mark mentioned big game all of a sudden. Well, real quick, Carolina is uh, zero and five, and they're going to Miami next week. So zero and six for Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. A reminder: the pick in the first round goes to the Chicago Bears. So J. Mark is saying yes, yes, yes. Keep sucking, Bryce Young. Give me that number one pick. Uh, That's right. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is great. I mean, you, you. you could have the option, even if you go on a run here, to still get the number one pick with the way the Panthers are playing. Imagine Justin Fields. Let's say he keeps playing like this, so they do keep him. Justin Fields, DJ Moore, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Let's Ooh, go. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say the other option is you trade back out of it again. If, he, yeah. if Fields ends up going on a run here and he, and he actually cements himself as the guy, um, 
or he could suck, and then you'll just get Caleb Williams. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bears are actually in a pretty good spot because the Panthers are inept. I mean, they, the Panthers are awful. Um, yeah. So they go to Miami. They're going to be 0-6, and then they have a bye. Detroit, here we go. This should be the Sunday night game. Detroit's going to Tampa Bay next week, battle of the one-loss teams. Baker, golf, just like everybody, drew it up, cut it into the year. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll be seeing me rooting for Baker. That doesn't happen often, but let's go Bucks. <laughs> Bucks indeed. They're coming off a bye. Moving along in the slate next up, we are talking AFC South. This was a hell of a football game because the Indianapolis Colts finally beat Mike Vrabel, finally beat the Tennessee Titans. Finally beat Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry. They never, they had lost, what, six, seven in a row. We were all over this one. We thought it was a buy or a sell high spot on the Titans. Um, I still think the Titans are are a decent team, but, like, the fact that they were laying points on the road against, in my opinion, I I think the Colts are better than the Titans especially when Richardson's there with that rushing attack. Um, So uh, Jonathan Taylor might have got the big contract, but holy shit, it was Zach Moss who had the day. 23 carries, 165. What was your takeaway here for your uh, winning lock of the day? Yeah, I was a little nervous after Richardson got hurt, so I'm glad they got the the game done there. But the Titans just, they're a completely different team on the road. Yeah, At home, they look pretty good. But yep. on the road, they're 0-3 now, and there's just something about on the road that they, they aren't that dominant rushing team. Derrick Henry doesn't get going as much. I don't quite understand it. Um, they got to find a way to win on the road, obviously, if they want to keep in the, the playoff race and everything. But, um, no, the Colts were impressive. I was surprised Zach Moss got such a, a big carry, uh, amount of carries there. I'm curious if that's just limiting – Jonathan Taylor and kind of working him back in or if this was a, like hey this is the guy that's been here not causing the drama and we're going to continue to feed him it'll be interesting to see how that plays out the rest of the year yeah Jim Ursay say we don't need you Jonathan Taylor but here take all this fucking cash because I'm a dumbass right. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this so the Colts get the three and two they're in first place in the AFC South with the Tennessee Titans or sorry with the Jacksonville Jaguars Richardson, you mentioned it's going to miss time. AC joined, I think he gets hurt every fucking game. Um, he does. So, so he needs to start finding a way to stay healthy. I do, I do like what I've seen from him. But Minshew's already won in Baltimore. Minshew in a revenge game against the Jaguars. I think in Jacksonville, coming off back to back weeks in London, coming back home into the states, no bye week. I feel like we got to be all over the Colts again this week. J Mark, how about you? Yeah, I think Jaguars take this division, but I think this coming week, I think the Colts are going to be the team to go with. It will, especially because I felt like the Colts should have won in week one. Yeah. They were in that game, and then kind of the Jaguars pulled away late, and then Minch, Richardson got hurt in that game, too. Minshew had to finish that game. So, I, I mean, how big is the drop from Richardson to Minshew? I always liked Minshew as a spot starter. I mean, he won in Baltimore already this year. Yeah. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on Minshew having to hold down the fort for a two, three week sample size? I mean, Minshew's a, a confident guy and that's what you need in a backup quarterback to come in the game. They don't come in going like, Oh man, I hope I can pull this out for the team. He comes in knowing he's going to win. That's his mentality. I mean, this is a guy that said he hadn't taken a dump for weeks. Cause he's not number two. He's number one. <laughs> I mean, I love it. it. Yeah, he's got that that passion that he's the exactly what you want in a backup quarterback that he's going to come in and and get the team believing like hey, we're going to win. This isn't a step back just because I sit behind this guy doesn't mean that we have to uh, you know, watch what we're doing now. We're going to run the same offense and we're going to win the game. But obviously, he doesn't run like Richardson runs, but he still can scramble when he needs to and he's a pretty accurate passer when he's on his game. Indeed, I, I completely agree. And, and so the Shane Steichen said that Richardson will miss multiple weeks uh, upcoming for the Colts at Jacksonville, Cleveland, New Orleans, both at home. Then they got at Carolina, at New England. Then they get the bye. I don't know. How long do you think Richardson's going to miss? A month? Last I saw was like at least three to four weeks, and they'll probably place him on that short-term IR. It's a grade three sprain, which I believe is a – tear somewhere in the shoulder so yeah um i think he's looking at missing some time especially when you're as physical he as he is he takes hits every game 
Yeah. So probably realistically looking at that week 11 bye week, probably bring him back week 12 after that. Go check out SGPN doc. He's all over it. So I love that dude. So, uh, all right, let's, uh, let's continue on. But first we got to talk about, uh, underdog fantasy because underdog is a way to play alongside your favorite football team. All season long, Underdog has introduced Scorchers by simply going five for five uh, and pick them. Scorchers enjoy a spicy 100 times payout and limited for Underdog is extending the first deposit up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players win can win up to uh, 10000 each. Uh, J-Mark, do you have one for tonight between the Packers and Raiders that, that you're looking to eye? I mean, Devontae Adams, revenge game, I know he's questionable. Jimmy G back, or are you back in some of the pack? I got a little bit of both. I got Devonta Adams higher than six and a half receptions. Josh Jacobs higher than half a rush or receiving touchdown. I think he gets in the end zone. And then Romeo Dubs, he's been double-digit targets the past two games. I got him higher than four receptions. Yep, so you are right there. J-Mark doing a little bit of both. The former uh, Green Bay Packer, Devontae Adams, uh, former wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers. I know J-Mark likes hearing former about Devontae and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, watch alongside, make your picks, and maybe a little bit of cash over on Underdog's mobile app website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double up to f- your first deposit up to $500. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All righty, back here on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Next up, we are talking New York football giants. And when it rains, it pours. Danny Dimes, Dan Jones, whatever the hell you want to call him, goes down with an injury. The Dolphins move to 4-1, and one, uh, bounce back nicely, 500 yards on offense. Honestly, I thought the Giants got every break in this game, and they still couldn't cover the number. I mean, they had a pick six at the end of the half. Tua turned it over three times. Giants are bad, man. This is a bad football team. I, I Probably the worst team in the NFC other than maybe Carolina. Yeah. Also, real quick, going back to the, the Packer game, Aaron Jones officially just ruled out. So they Again, will not have wow. them. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. This Giants team is terrible. I thought bringing in Waller was going to help them, and maybe it's just that they're lacking any type of a run game. Matt Breida and Gary Brightwell have not been able to fill in for Saquon Barkley. Maybe Barkley coming back next week. He's supposed to be back next week. We'll see, but maybe that helps. But um, this this game, even though it was 31-16, I think it looks closer than it actually was. The It was weird watching the Dolphins. It's like watching a powerhouse play – a division two or something like this, the way they move the ball in these huge chunk plays, yeah. there's no way the giants could have, could have even come close to winning this game. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, they had 530 yards of offense to New York's 270. And like, like you, like we just said, it, it, if it wasn't for the two turnovers, the realistic score probably would have been about 31 to three. Yeah. I mean, the giant, the giant, the giants are total dumpster fire. I, somehow they'll beat the skins here in a couple of weeks against Ron because <laughs> Ron, Ron can't fucking win that game either. Uh, Giants, <laughs> so they're one and four. Uh, they go to Buffalo on Sunday night now, so uh, one and five. Uh, yeah, man, it's not getting any. It's a this is a nightmare scenario for uh, Giants fans in the Dan Dan Jones era, our uh, year to the Brian Dayball for the Dolphins. Well, they got Cupcake City next week as well. They got Carolina coming to town, so probably going to be five and one there. Both of those games are 14-point lines. Um, but we're going to get Dolphins and Eagles here in two weeks. I, I, that's that, that, that one's got some juice to it. For sure, yeah. Um, the Eagles' defense has not been great, so it's going to be interesting to see if the, they can keep up with the Dolphins. Usually we talk about teams keeping up with the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to have to be the ones that have to play keep up here. Yep, I completely agree. All righty, next up in the early window. Oh, my God. Uh, so New England loses third by 35 last week. Uh, so, I mean, Jay, Mark and I, I mean, me, especially, I give it out as my lock said, Oh, Bill Belichick said, get those guys ready to go. Get them back at home on Sunday. Playing Dennis Allen, uh, Derek Carr. They're going to find a way to win a game. Nope. 34 zip. Never a game as bad a New England Patriot team as I can ever remember. 
is there any chance of this team ever turning it around? I mean, they, it, it, it's hard to point to an area of what, what they do well right now with all the injuries too. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, I don't think they do turn around. It's really weird because, you know, week one, Mac Jones throws it over 50 times. We're like, man, if this offense can move like this. They're yeah. going to be tough to beat. But that that was the first two games, and it's all been downhill for them since then. And like we said, normally the offense, it doesn't matter what they do. This Patriots team is known for that defense. Bill Belichick, known for always having a good defense, just not able to overcome the injuries, I guess. And they are they are terrible. This is the worst Bill Belichick team I've ever seen. And it, it you got a question, does he still have it? Yeah. I mean, he's been there so long. Does he still have it? Because it doesn't look like it these past two games. No, it certainly does not. And, and to reference, like what we're talking about with weeks one and two, I thought they were a good team. I just thought yeah. that they were unlucky in those first two games. I mean, you hold Miami at the 24 points. I mean, we've seen how that offense runs um outside of that game uh they they held philly to 25 in a game that they probably should have won and and they moved the ball up and down the field they had a kind of a weird pick six that cost them that game but ever since then these last two weeks this team has been awful outscored what 72 to three um yeah and you mentioned it man like mac jones has been bad recently yeah. last couple of weeks but they got other issues besides mac jones that offensive line is awful I mean, yeah. I mean, every time they could not block Cam Jordan to save their life yesterday. And then when Mac would actually get the ball out to the receivers, whether it was Devontae Parker or Juju uh, Smith or however the hell you pronounce it, he's always TikToking, uh, it would fucking drop it. It was like, yeah. it, I mean, it was, that's as bad a game I can ever remember Belichick being a part of. Uh, on the other side, you got to give credit to the New Orleans Saints coming back. They were a Close your eyes special as well, getting drilled by uh, Tampa Bay at home. Good win, gets a three and two. What was your takeaway from the Saints? Um, much m- much better from Derek Carr and company? Yeah, for sure. It looks like his shoulder's healthier now, and I think Kamara coming back is huge for the Saints team. I, yeah. We saw him back last week, but Carr's shoulder wasn't 100%. I don't even think he should have played. This week, you know, 22 for 80 yards and a touchdown, caught three passes, um, I think when he's in the game, it's a complete different offense for him because they can rely on that run. So the Saints team, I, I thought the, they were going to be sneaky good, and I don't expect them to put 34 points up each week, but I do think they are sneaky good. Well, I mean, and you look at it too, they should have been 3-0. I mean, the way that they yeah. lost that fucking Packer game, it cost us our 20-1 parlay. We haven't forgotten, by the way. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> fucking bastards. Uh this, this, you're right. This is a good team, top to bottom. Isn't it amazing, though, like when a player rushes back from injury or first time you get somebody back, it usually takes a game to get them back in the flow. I mean, example, Von Miller yesterday, the Bills go down. Uh, Kamara and Derek, Derek Carr last week coming back, and they completely just get uh, get drilled and lay an egg. But then bounce back week, they start looking like themselves again. It always seems like it, it takes a week to get everybody acclimated and get back into rhythm. Yeah, I wonder if that's just the NFL being we want results now and rushing back, or maybe it does just take a little bit to shake off that rust. I'm not sure which. Maybe a little A, little B. Yep, yep, indeed. All righty, next up, I know where we're going for the next one, because <laughs> this fucking team. They're the luckiest team ever. I don't know how they won this game. Uh, both gave them out as a dog. Close your eyes special. Pittsburgh, I mean, if you laid points with the Ravens more than a field goal, I mean, come on, what are you doing? Like, you cannot – it's like a golden rule, and you probably should have won. But you knew you weren't going to win because it's Ravens-Steelers. And what shouldn't happen will happen. Uh, Pittsburgh completely inept offensively, looked awful. Kenny Pickett was god-awful. Matt Canada was god-awful. And then all of a sudden, there it was, the Tomlin blocking a punt through the back of the end zone, got a safety, play starts going crazy, momentum, Ravens guys start dropping balls, Lamar throws a, a, an interception on the goal line when, when all you got to do is take three. John Harbaugh, for some reason, doesn't take the points at the end of the first half in a game where basically 17 points wins the game. Uh, Steelers, Ravens, never disappoints. What, what are your thoughts on this? crazy game uh for about the 50th straight time in this series yeah no it doesn't disappoint it this is another team that we talked about it you back them as a dog you fade them as a favorite um 
the the Ravens, I know the the receivers dropped a ton of passes. Like oh, I just funny. saw a clip. Yeah, I saw a clip this morning that it just like was bouncing off their hands. But I also think Lamar is just so overrated. Um, I, you know, I, even some of his passes were were b- bad placement, just not what you expect out of a guy that's making what he's making, what's supposed to be the franchise quarterback. He's just he's kind of you know his passing had taken a step forward from his early years. I feel like he's regressing now, and um, if he doesn't run his head off every every game for over fifty close to a hundred yards, I don't think this Ravens team can win. I I agree. I, I thought Lamar was awful down the stretch. I know I know he probably should have had two touchdowns that got dropped. Um, one in the first half, one in the second half, or both were in the first half. One was at the end by uh, Aguilar. I mean, it literally goes right through his hands. It's like, how did you not catch that ball? Um, but I thought he was dog shit down the stretch. I mean, that interception, yeah. that, that first of all, whose idea was it to throw a back shoulder fade out of a timeout third and six to Odell Beckham? Like it was the year 2016 again. Like he right. was never going to come up with that ball. Second of all, that's a terrible throw. It never Beckham never had a chance, in fairness to Beckham. Um, I, I'll tell you who I like a lot, man. And he really popped on the screen was Jalen Warren. I mean, that guy, that guy could peach yeah. his tail off. Um, TJ Watt, uh, fitting that he, uh, sacks him to end the game. The Steelers will not die under Mike Tomlin. They're going to win eight, nine games somehow. Even though I, I think this team sucks. I'm not going to lie. Like I watch them. I'm like, this is a bad football team, especially that offense under Matt Canada. Yeah, uh, question in the chat here. Nick says, do you think Kenny continues to be the starter for the Steelers? Do you think they turn it over to Mitch Trubisky, or is it going to be dog shit no matter what because of Matt Canada? I think it's going to be dog shit either way. They're kind of the yeah. same quarterback in a way that the way that they play quarterback. I mean, I guess True. I will say one thing about Kenny. He's got, he's got some dog in him where it could be shit for 50, 55 minutes, and then all of a sudden the last five minutes he'll he'll make magic like – like, for example, at Baltimore last year where they were completely outplayed and then he leads them down um, to get that big win to extend the Tomlin streak. And then yesterday, made big throws down the stretch of George Pickens. Well, don't forget, Trubisky's a guy that went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady against the Patriots um, in, yeah. in his best game of his career with yeah. the Bears. When they gave, I don't know, they lost like 34-32 to 32 or something like that. I was just yeah. like... How, how is how is uh, Trubisky keeping up with Tom Brady? What is happening here? <laughs> because it's the Steelers. You're right. Back him as a dog, fade him as a favorite. So um, from here, Tennessee or Baltimore, sorry, is going over the pond. They're going to take on Tennessee. So two teams that probably think that they should have won their games going into a you want you don't want to lose back to back, especially when you got a long trip to London. On the other side, the Steelers got a bye, and then they go to L.A. out of the break. And then they have three straight home games um, Yeah, against the Jags, Titans, and Packers. So maybe the Steelers can hang around and, and find a way to win this division. I don't know. I don't think they're very good, though. I keep saying that. Yeah. No, um, the defense is good, but, the yeah, the offense just – they can't do anything right. I don't know how they won the Ravens and Browns game, but it's Mike Tomlin, and that's what Mike Tomlin does somehow. All right, let's go over to the late afternoon games. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles 23-14, on the year. Cooper Cup was back for the Rams. He looked good. Um, this game, uh, the, the bottom line in this game, game completely swung in momentum at the end of the first half when uh, questionable pass interference call. I'll, I'll be the first to say that, but that was a little, little soft. Um, and then the Eagles got their quarterback sneak, the, the Hertz push, 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 Philly push, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, I, I kind of like this Rams team going forward though, with Puka Nakua and Cooper Cuff. I mean, they're hard to guard, man. Yeah, absolutely agree. I, I actually really liked this game. Um, I was listening to it as I mowed doing the last mow of the year, there you go. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, this was, this was a fun game. And Cooper Cup coming back for 118 yards. Nakua had seven catches for 71 yards in the touchdown. They are going to be a hard team to guard. And Tutu Atwell is a fast guy, too. So, yeah, um, I like this Rams team going forward. I think they just played a really good Eagles team. Uh, but, yeah, this was a good game. I think there were some momentum swings that led to the Eagles probably pulling ahead farther than they should have. Either way, though, and I also I noticed the announcers called the uh, – 
called that play. They said the tush push, but then they also called it the brotherly shove. That's that's going to be canceled soon, right? You can't say yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Everybody's fucking offended. Can't even say Columbus Day anymore. Uh, I I I I went to. I thought the this is the Eagles' best all around game of the year. Yeah. I thought I thought they played well off a game where they didn't play as well against uh, the skin. So Philly five and zero. They got to go to the Jets Jets Jets. So back to back road spot upcoming. Um, and then I mean I don't know if you've seen the Eagles schedule. I mean this stretch that they're about to go on. So they'll, they'll play Miami after this and play the Skins. After that, Dallas at Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco at Dallas at Seattle. Woo. I mean, we're, I think we're really going to know if this Eagles team has a chance to get back to the one seed um, after that stretch right there. I mean, that, that their whole season relies on that stretch. I mean, you got Buffalo, Kansas City, San Fran, and Dallas twice in there, and a trip to Seattle, and a trip to Ron. Just kidding. Uh, don't throw him <laughs> in the same category. I mean, do you think the Eagles are going to end up being the one seed, or do you lean to the Niners right now? I'm leaning into the Niners. They just can't yeah. seem to do anything wrong. Um, this Eagles team can still be taken advantage of on defense, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, shout out to their offensive line, though. They they did very well, um, which shouldn't be a surprise. They're known for having such a good offensive line, but they did very well against Aaron Donald and company. And, um, yeah, but I, I still think this is the Niners' uh, number one seed to lose. Yeah, you and I agree, and they got the schedule advantage. You like the Rams, though, as a wild card team. I think I, I think I'm starting to buy more and more into McVay and that scheme getting back to the playoffs. Yeah, agreed. As long as Matt Stafford can stay healthy, I and think Cooper they're Cup. gonna they're gonna be relevant. Yep, yep. No, we agree. We agree once again. There, moving along to the next game in the slate. Uh oh, look who's back. <laughs> Look who's back. Joe Burrow's back. Jamar Chase is always fucking open. Just ask him. Well, yesterday he was wide open. 19 targets, 15 catches, 192, three touchdowns. Can the can the Bengals start riding the ship a little bit once again this year, you think? I think so. I mean, this all I feel like comes down to Joe Burrow's health and that calf. Looked like he was finally healthy, even though I don't think he's 100% yet. But it was also against the Cardinals, so it's kind of hard to judge. Uh, I need another week or so here before I'm going to say that they could take the division. But uh, I'm hoping they do because I've got several division bets that have them parlayed into it winning the division. So let's go Bengals, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. It comes down to Burrow's health. I thought it was the best by far he looked. He was able to get the ball yeah. downfield, stretch the, stretch the field a little bit. Uh, Jamar Chase looked good, getting behind the defense multiple times. But you know what? It was against the Cardinals. We're going to find out next week because Seattle's coming to town. And I, I'm really looking forward to that Seattle-Cincinnati uh, game. Um, and then I think they get the bye at the right time, too. Yeah. I mean, they get the bye right after Seattle. Get Burrow a week off. Get that calf even ready to go for the final 11 games. I, I think I do agree with you. I don't think anybody's running away with this division. Uh are the Cardinals, is the feel-good Cardinals story going to start slowly uh, fading away here? It feels like it is, right? They yeah. looked a little less competitive, and you just wonder if that's going to be the trend, if they're just going to keep looking just a little bit a little bit less feisty. Yeah, I, th I think the roster is finally starting to catch up with them, but they do play hard. I will give yeah. uh, Gannon all the credit there for having those guys ready to play, and they beat the Cowgirls, so that was always great. Um <laughs> All right, well, next up on the slate, and Nathaniel Hackett is laughing last as the Broncos suck ass. Oh, my God. 0-3 at home with losses to Vegas, Washington, and New York football Jets. Uh, bottom line here, man, Brees Hall, 22 carries, 177. This is the uh, place where he got injured last year, so a nice revenge game. This how dark is it in uh, Denver right now? I just can't believe they fucking beat the Bears. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> like, come on, this team's terrible, and they, you know, they kind of mortgaged some future to have Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, and it was a terrible decision. And I don't know how you recover from that right now. It feels like this is going to be an effect that is kind of uh, hurting them for a couple, several years now. Yeah, and, and don't worry. It gets easy. I mean, they go to Kansas City at Arrowhead on Thursday night. Right. <laughs> oh, that'll be one and five for Denver. Uh, on the other side, 
the Jets, Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers chimed in, hashtag Hackett Hart. You know, A-Rod, he's always got to get in the news. Rodgers still talking about getting back in the Jets, tread water for a couple weeks till <laughs> Rodgers comes back. I don't know how he comes back from snapping his Achilles. I really, <laughs> I realize he's rehabbing five hours a day or whatever he said. And I watched a video explaining how they kind of did a surgery that should help it heal quicker. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, shout out to Zach Wilson, though. I mean, he he did say he came out and said that he feels like Daniel Hackett's the first coach that's ever really said like, "Hey, I believe in you." And I feel like he's starting to get this offense running better. I don't know if that's because Rodgers is working with him. I don't know if it's just clicking more for him. Um, but he definitely looks like he's making better decisions. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And uh, he was better. He had a bad interception late, kind of like Lamar. It was a back shoulder fade that never got to the back shoulder. Uh, I kind of think the Jets are going to have a shot Sunday against the Eagles. How about you? I don't know. That'll be interesting. That defense um, is playing well. Yeah, the defense is playing very well. And I'm still not impressed with the Eagles defense with the the injuries they've had in the secondary. They've had some trouble kind of, you know, getting back from that. So if Wilson can limit the mistakes and he can move the ball enough, yeah, they could stay in that game with that defense. Yeah. So they're two and three. They got the Eagles coming to town. Then they got to buy them. They got uh, the crosstown matchup in, in New York with the Giants. So maybe, maybe these Jets could stay, stay afloat here and stay in the playoff race. I mean, they did win seven, eight games last year with Zach Wilson. So I'd imagine they're going to stay around 500 with that defense and rushing attack. Yeah. Agreed. All righty. Final game in the late afternoon window. The Chiefs win 27 20. I thought the Chiefs got extremely lucky in this game. Um, the guy takes his helmet off at the end. They don't call the 15-yard penalty. Uh, the Vikings drop a touchdown on a screen. Um, uh, Alexander Madison, that was, dropping it. Uh, but the headline, though, Jefferson goes out. Kelsey went out as well. What was your yeah. takeaway in this game? Yeah, no, I agree. It's interesting that the Chiefs, you know, they, they don't look all that great against the Jets, even though they get the win. They didn't look all that great against the Vikings, even though they got the win. Um, they, I don't know if they're the powerhouse they were. I know Terrell will disagree. He's obviously thinks, uh, when we were discussing as a, as a group this morning, the chiefs, he thought they should be at the very top there, but, uh, no, they, they look, they look a little weak. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. Like you can't say that this is a top, top two, top three team right now with the way that they're playing. Maybe they do get there. Um, but they're not playing that good of football right now. Um, right, and, 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 I mean, maybe they do find a way to just win all these close games, though. So, I yeah, mean, they, maybe they're kind of just going through the motions. Um, Kansas City, they got Denver coming, like I said, on Thursday. Then they got the Chargers, so two divisional matchups. Um, I mean, their schedule's soft because their division's awful all of a sudden. The AFC West was supposed to be really bad, but, I mean, it, it's beyond weak this year. Yeah, agreed. Do you see anybody uh, challenging them? Maybe the Chargers? Nah. No, nah, not with how they can't seem to win close game. I mean, they I guess they beat the Vikings, but otherwise they always seem to shoot themselves in the foot. So I, I don't think the Chargers will challenge them. But the Chiefs are going to run away with this, and then it's going to be interesting in the playoffs to see can can they beat the Dolphins? Can they beat the Bills? You know, can they can they stay consistent in that? And a lot of that I think it comes down to the health of Travis Kelsey because they are a different team when he's on the field. When he's not on the field, it looks like Mahomes is trying to find somebody he can rely on, trying to find somebody he can trust. Not not a lot of people stepping forward. Rasheed Rice has had some moments, Justin Watson, but without Travis Kelsey, that, that team struggles. Yeah, I mean, we saw week one when they didn't have Travis Kelsey, so they better get him back. Uh, yeah, or or could 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 be a long couple months for them for their expectation standpoint. Uh, what about these Vikings? So the Vikings won every close game last year. Now they can't win a close game to save their life. Uh, one in four, but I feel like they're way better than the record. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you look at the fact that for a while, I don't remember if he still is, but Kirk Cousins was leading the league in passing, Jefferson leading in receiving. Um, Jefferson injury definitely hurts them. I think they have question marks at running back. Alexander Madison had a decent game, but I don't know if he's the guy. I don't think he can make up for what Dalvin Cook left. 
And uh, now they're going to go to one and five because they go play those bears. So it's <laughs> it's going to be tough for them to bounce back. Yeah, no, no, you mentioned it. That's a big game. That's kind of a loser leaves town game. Both teams need that game to stay in the hunt after that. Minnesota, um, pulling up their schedule right now. They got uh, Sam Fran coming to town, so they need to find a way to get that Bears game. But like J. Mark said, that's not happening. <laughs> Writing them off already. <laughs> yep. All right, well, you know what? We could both smile about this last one. Because <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my God. 42 to 10. And honestly, it wasn't even that close. Um, right. Dak Prescott, god awful, gets mad at reporters for asking him, uh, is this a revenge game? Well, maybe it's, <laughs> it's not pissing him off. Well, maybe they shouldn't piss him off again so that he doesn't play that bad ever again. Um, I mean, maybe the opponent should piss him off because clearly he sucks when he's pissed off. Uh, Cowboys are an easy team to read. Uh, they are going to beat the shit out of the bad teams, and then they're going to just fold like a lawn chair every time they play a team with a little bit of substance and toughness. They have no shot at beating the Niners in the playoffs. They're not. This is not a Super Bowl contender. So, no. I mean, I was tricked. I thought the day I really thought they were going to keep this one close. I thought this is going to be their Super Bowl. They owe the Niners. They've had this one circled. The Niners are like, oh, we don't care about the Cowboys. Everybody's picking the Niners. I'm like, you know, maybe the Cowboys will finally rise up and, and play hard. Maybe they lose on like a field goal. No. Not not even close to a game. What was your takeaway from this beatdown as uh, that nicely way of putting it? Yeah, no, definitely not close. And I don't. I said it last year. I think you. I think we both talked about it. This Dallas team. I don't know if they're ever going to find success or be a Super Bowl team with Dak Prescott as quarterback. Um, he, you know, he he manages the game fine. He's not the worst quarterback that's played the game, obviously. But I just don't think he has it. He doesn't have that it factor to be a Super Bowl champion. And um, so, I, you know, eventually they're going to have to really look at that and decide when they move on, how they're moving on, and who they're going to next. But, yeah, they, they look terrible. I, I do have to chuckle. You know, he made that big deal of he, he will not throw 10 interceptions this year. Well, he threw three this game. So uh, that doesn't help <laughs> when you're trying to not throw over 10 interceptions and you throw three in one game. And, uh, yeah, he couldn't do anything right. That One of the easiest bets was once they were down so much in the fourth quarter, almost every drive for the Cowboys, you could bet um, the result as either punt or other or both because they were both plus money. It's like either he's going to throw an interception or they're going to punt the ball and you're going to win money. So um, yeah. <laughs> easy, easy, easy money right there. Yeah, this, this, this they'll probably go, what, 11 and 6, 12 and 5, just beat all the shitty teams. And then they'll 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 be loud going in the playoffs, and then they'll get their ass kicked by the Niners again. I mean, they, they they're not <laughs> yeah. beating this team. This team. I mean, you saw no. uh, Kittle with the shirt. Fuck Dallas. They said, "Fuck you, Dallas. We're gonna beat the shit out of you again. We don't respect you. You're not on our level. This is what a Super Bowl contender looks like." And the Cowboys just folded like they always do. Front runners, yep. total front runners. Get, get punched a little bit in the mouth, and they just fold. I mean, I think we need to. Started having a serious conversation about Brock Purdy in the MVP race. I know he's like the game manager, but I mean, he's, he's lighting it up week in and week out. And then you get him in a primetime game where he goes 17 to 24, 250 and four touchdowns. Whew. I mean, he, he was awesome last night. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, he puts them in a position to win and to continue winning and game manager or not, he's making all the right decisions. And so you you have to credit that, especially when he's finding Kittle so far open. I know this offense is very friendly to quarterbacks. It's super friendly, but he's doing everything he needs to do to make sure that they don't, that he's not the one that they go, man, we could be a Super Bowl team if it wasn't for Mr. Irrelevant. No, I feel like more so it's like, this is a Super Bowl team because look at Mr. Irrelevant. He's doing amazing in this offense. Yes, yes, he is. And, and that concludes uh, three straight home games from the Niners. Um, I, I didn't realize they had three in a row at home where they beat the Giants, Cardinals, and Cowboys. Now their schedule does get a little bit of tricky. I think they are going to get picked off in one of these games coming up here because they got to go to Cleveland. Then they got to go to Minnesota, so back-to-back road spot. Then they got Cincinnati and at Jacksonville. So I feel like there are some tricky spots to pick off the Niners. I mean, we've seen it. This NFL season's a marathon. Nobody's going undefeated. Uh, for the Cowboys, they go to the Chargers in a back-to-back road spot on Monday Night Football. Um, 
Is he the Cowboys bounce back? Probably. The Chargers suck. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Because it's the Chargers, yeah. But only because they, they're playing a, a worse team than the Chargers. So um, that's the only reason I think the Cowboys win. It's not because they're good. <laughs> yeah. No, nope. Cowboys are easy to handicap. Take them uh, against these mediocre soft teams. And then any team with a little bit of substance, fade them. So we, we'll be on those angles going forward. All right, man. Let's get to our favorite part, the week seven look ahead. Uh, we skipped out. You and I were out last week. Um, Moon off and Rod were kind enough. Rod throwing it back to the recap uh, episode. Um, but let's look ahead, my man. And where do you want to go for your first week seven look ahead? We've been killing it on these uh, look aheads. We have been. I'm going to start with the team we were just talking about, San Francisco. Only a two and a half point favorite against the Vikings. I realize oh, yeah. it's at Minnesota, but. The Vikings are not a good team, and we just saw San Francisco is just a dominant team. They're going to dominate these teams that, yeah, they can move the ball, but they're not great teams, and that's exactly what Minnesota is. So if you're getting under three points, I I grab it now. I like it. Uh, I'll go to Buffalo. (laughs) I'm giving out the Bills by three and a half against Patriots. They always beat the shit out of the Patriots. They take it personal every time they play them because – they were the Patriots' bitch for 20 years. Now they're making the Patriots their bitch. Every time they have a shot to beat them down, they will. Give me the Bills minus three and a half. That thing will be what? Seven and a half? Easy by kickoff? Yeah, especially if Patriots turn in another game like they just had. Oh, yeah. No doubt. All right, where you want to go for your next one? Uh, I hate doing this, but I'm going to do it. I don't understand this line. The Packers are currently three and a half point underdogs to the Denver Broncos. Are you kidding me? The Broncos are the one of the worst teams in the NFL. They got lucky and beat the Bears, so they have one win. But uh, they shouldn't be favored over anybody. I don't care if it is in Denver. I know there's the altitude. doesn't matter. Packers are the better team, and so you can get them at three and a half point dogs. They're going to be favorites by the time this line closes. Yep, you stole that one right from me. I like it. Uh, I'll go to a division dog here. Wrong team favor. Tampa Bay should be favored against Atlanta at home. Atlanta currently minus one. Uh, I will take the Bucks uh, over the Falcons there for my second pick. I think that they will close. Bucks minus two and a half, three. Yep, I like it. Final one for you, Jay Mark. Where you want to go? I'm going to go to the Rams, plus two against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not a good team. I realize they just won. Now they're favored against the Rams in week seven because the Rams just got beat by the Eagles. I I think uh, this Rams team is going to really get on a hot streak here. Pittsburgh's not going to be able to cover Cup and Puka. So uh, I like grabbing the Rams as a dog right now. They're going to be favorites when it closes. Yep, I, I like that one as well. Uh, my final one. I don't want to do this. I really don't. Give me, give me, uh, give me the skins plus two and a half at the Giants. The Giants should not be favored against anybody. But, uh, but, but I don't want to be favored in a game either because that means the Giants will win. But from a value standpoint, wrong team favor skins should be two and a half, not the Giants. So I think that's where it'll finish. Fingers crossed that, uh, they can finally win a game as a favorite, I guess. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All righty, man. We'll give out some good value there. So get those before they move here uh, for week seven of the National Football League. Got to love how you're able to get on these lines before they move. But Monday night, Jay Mark, tell everybody about what you guys got going on over at the Old Fashioned Football. And like you said, go check out the SGPN merch store where you can get the Old Fashioned Football hat. That's right. Uh, yeah, we're doing waivers tonight. So make sure you check out youtube.com slash old fashion football. Waivers can win you your league. Uh, my dad's playing fantasy football for the first time this year. And after week one, he listened to us and picked up Puka Nakua. And then uh, he grabbed, who was the other guy he grabbed? Oh, Achan, Devin Achan. He grabbed him after he had his big game. And uh, now two weeks in a row, he's put up the highest score in the league. So you can win your league with waivers. So we're doing waiver wires tonight. Start sits on Thursday. Make sure you check us out. Yeah, and go over there and check out Old Fashioned Football. And don't follow my team because I decided it would be a good idea for a bounce-back Mac Jones game this Sunday. That worked <laughs> out real well for me. Oh, my God, because I got Rodgers and Geno. So Geno's on a bye, Rodgers out for the year. I'm like, let's go to Mac Jones. Bounce-back day? Yeah, no, negative. Negative, <laughs> negative day for me. So go check out Old Fashioned Football. Get in on those waivers uh, so that you can get the top guy that's available. 
Uh, you guys can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. Uh, go check out the college experience. Uh, I had quite a day in college football, 23-9 and nine of my locks. So I made a little bit of cash this weekend. Shout out to the guy that was yelling at me for one of the nine losses. So I love those people. It's like, hey, man, what about the other 23 winners? <laughs> you just, you, you, you're skimming over those. So, uh, yeah, get over there. The college experience, college basketball is coming up. Great time of year where basketball, football, you got MLB playoffs. You got a little bit of everything, of course, headlined by the National Football League. J. Mark, until Wednesday, everybody, we'll preview the morning games. Uh, we got another London game, so get those mimosas and Bloody Marys ready to go. Uh, good luck with the Monday Night Football. I am on the Packers tonight, J. Mark, so uh, go Pack go. Um, I don't want to root for either of those teams. <laughs> oh, yeah, we know who you're going to be rooting for. Raiders. Yeah. Let it That's ride, right. everybody. Yeah.